back again, baby. We're back. We put an episode like uh, six months ago, and I'm pretty sure I probably started it the exact same way. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, including this next thing when I say that, Hayden, we might be in the midst of the greatest year of gaming ever. Ever? No, not ever. Um, there might be an argument <laughs> oh. for it, but definitely one of the all timers, you know? Yeah, one for the it's books, definitely, definitely up there. It's nuts. Um, and we're not even, like, done. Yeah. <laughs> There's still so much of the year yeah, left. No, we are quite literally in the midst of it. And, you like, know what I, huh? you, know what I, you know what I realized comes out in a month? What's that? Spider Man 2. Oh my god, does it really? Yeah, it's like at the end of September. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's too much. Yeah, it really kicked off at the end of the summer. Um, there was some notable stuff at the beginning of the year and a lot of stuff that I don't think we had a chance to talk about because we took an extended hiatus for, you know, a number of reasons. Uh, not limited to the fact that when you schedule to do something weekly, you inherently come to resent the idea of having to do that thing. But yeah, also, you know, a lot of, you know, we've uh, we've suffered a lot of uh, pretty severe life changes over the last six months, you know, as life does. So, you know, we're here now. We're recording as of September 1st. Uh, Hayden, who have you been for the last six months, bro? Oh, um, a sad husk of a human. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I've just been watching a shitload of anime. I haven't actually been playing many games up until recently with the some of these newer newer releases so i've been i've been more hitting off some uh some some backlog tv shows and movies and shit like that but now now that we're in i guess update that we are we are no longer roommates oh <gasps> well i hate um, hating now the rumor come out oh shit yeah we're still <laughs> recording what the what the fuck um so yeah i've been adjusting to uh own apartment vibes life so that's been fun but um you know i'm i'm ready to jump into some gaming with gaming and games yeah it's games time <laughs> I can think, i say that <laughs> does anyone get that reference i don't know 10 Someone years ago does. would anybody have gotten that reference other than us probably <laughs> not <laughs> hard to say um but yeah i think i remember like this was definitely something I was saying a lot at one point, and I feel like it might have been a thing I said during the last few episodes we recorded. Um, but I kind of figured that I was like in the middle of a transition where I knew mentally I just wasn't going to be doing a lot of gaming and I wanted to channel that energy into other things. And I thought that that would be like, let's watch more movies or catch up on a bunch of TV I've never seen. And I did do some of that. Like I did watch White Lotus at your behest, even though I didn't watch season two. Um, and and for a minute i made an effort to watch a lot of movies you know barbenheimer happened we watched barbie and oppenheimer right but oh good times but once you moved out and i started like having to rebuild the living room a little bit and uh or entirely not a little bit and then i got some free furniture from my girlfriend's parents uh i built myself a little reading nook and i got back into reading a little bit i read some books and that was that was really nice nerd yeah, especially because I, I only read nonfiction. Mm. So, like, I've been reading books about the Internet. Um, I'm in the middle of one about uh, something awful, 4chan and the rise of Donald Trump. So, you know, I'm in a great headspace. Awesome. Yeah, but then the summer of gaming happened that I, I haven't read for like the last three weeks. And I haven't. it's not going to slow down. It's, it's not going to slow down. The rest of this year is just going to be like, hey... Did you want free time? Were you going to watch some football? Well, fuck you. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, so we're going to we're going to take an educated stab at uh, what we might have not been able to talk about a little bit. Um, and, I, and I don't think we want to get too deep on it now because I'm definitely like a little too far removed from the situation to probably say all the things I wanted to say. But like, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild 2, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, that came out in May. And uh, let me just say, that game's fucking incredible. What? Like I would have had no idea. <laughs> like, actually amazing. I was <laughs> I was blown away that they captured lightning in a bottle twice for that game series. And, like, Zelda's always good, but, like, damn. You know? Um, I always think that one's incredible because there's people, like, people that we've worked with that I don't think play that many games, but, like, we'll own a Switch. And they've played, like, Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild. And I'm just like, oh interesting i'm still not gonna play it but 
the fact that it has reached to people that I don't traditionally feel like would be playing a lot of games uh, just, I think, speaks to how, one, good, damn good the game is, and two, uh, I don't know what two is, but mostly how damn good the game is. <laughs> yeah, a real cultural touchstone kind of game. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently about... Um, I, I, th- I think we're going to hear some rumblings about this even now that Starfield has come out, honestly. Um, but there's been a lot of talk about how, like, you can't really trust a developer to always deliver um, in a in a post cyberpunk 2077 gaming industry. It's it's really hard to be that guy to say, I trust this dev and they'll never let me down. Um, Nintendo still kind of that dev when it comes to first party, though. Yeah. But that's because they put the polish in that's necessary because they're Japanese. Right. That, I don't know if I can say that, but <laughs> honestly, like, they they knock out all the little issues, I feel like. The quality control is different. Yes. I feel um, like they they live much more by the... It's like kind of how Baldur's Gate was, was. We'll release it when it's finished. Now, granted, that game's buggy as shit. Was buggy as shit. <laughs> they fixed a lot of it. But, you know, they will not put a game out unless that thing is done. Like, when... Haven't they announced a Metroid game that's just been like pending forever? Uh, yeah, but they're not actually making that. That's that's been a different studio. Oh, okay. Um, they, well, they've had a mind. hand in it, and I think Nintendo made the call to scrap everything they had and restart. But they're not making it. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, but I gotta imagine like Crunch has to be bad at Nintendo, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, they just don't talk about it because they're a Japanese company and it's even more normal than it is here in the West. I said, it's just assumed. That's why it's not talked about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rough. Um, but yeah, but so, so then, like, gaming went kind of dormant after Tears of the Kingdom, um, which was, like, great for me because I remember, like, it was actually pretty seamless where, like, I got done with Tears of the Kingdom and it was like, this has been a massive RPG undertaking that I sunk probably around 80 to 100 hours into the game i didn't even i didn't even do 100 percent. i i said like i'm gonna put this down and i'll come back and do completion of stuff when they announce dlc because breath of the wild had dlc i gotta imagine Tears of the kingdom's gonna have dlc um but put it down and i played a bunch of indie games tried a bunch of stuff picked some stuff up put some stuff down thought i would play the resident evil 4 remake also came out and i haven't touched oh, that yeah. uh, but i wanted to play so i just played a bunch of indie games until then like, the, the first game that kicked off the summer of gaming, as I'm going to come to call it, um, in, like, my group. I'm not sure how, like, widespread it was popularity-wise, but Remnant 2 took mm. the the gaming industry by, uh, you know, by light drizzle as opposed to a storm, right? I don't know. I mean, I still keep seeing ads pop up about people going, like, oh, the game's great. It's so good. From, like, and also, like, tweets and shit from a big... Uh, big time just media conglomerate like new york times being like why is remnant just taking the gaming world by storm and i'm like what the fuck what 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 is happening yeah it's a weird paradox where like i feel like i i see a lot of positive feedback on it but then i don't see a conversation around it you know yeah well i mean you could say the same like who the fuck is still talking about destiny where's (laughs) where's the conversation about destiny like it's that's it's getting ready to quote end and no one cares. Yeah, and still has one of the largest player bases in gaming. Like Blows active player bases. Incredible. Yeah, it's a real paradox. Um, I but, didn't play Remnant you know, 2. You know what came out after Remnant, though? Yeah. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. There was a hot moment where I was playing Exoprimal. <laughs> I would have never heard or played this game if it weren't for your friends. Um <laughs> I played it like five times. It's kind of fun, but <laughs> yeah. Like, and also, well, like, <laughs> we we only we would have only played it if it was on Game Pass. Yes, never, I was not buying this. Never would have spent a dollar on Exo Primal if I wasn't getting it for effectively free. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a fun little game. Uh, if yeah, you have and I, people to play with. It's that's definitely worth some time. But also recommend getting it for quote free. Yeah, and I wanted to play it more. Um, it was just that, like... Guess what came out? <laughs> Fucking Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, Remnant happened, and then Baldur's Gate happened right after, so, like, already we're, like, we're slammed. We're gaming into gaming. And I didn't even want to play Baldur's Gate 3. No, you didn't. You put it off for, like, two, three weeks. Yeah. And guess what else also crept up? And I we won't spend a lot of time on it, but um, 
Halo might be like making a little resurgence. I don't Are know. you I only don't saying know. that because they put Husky Raid in the game? No, and no, actually, like before that, uh, where the game is is it's in a better spot. I'm not saying Halo's back because fuck that <laughs> shit, but uh, the game is in a be- much better state than where it's been. But we're not talking about that today. And then uh, Baldur's Gate, yeah, was like. Uh... Like, the the big one, I do want to go back, and we're, we'll just give, like, a rough timeline right now. I want to go a little bit more in-depth on Baldur's Gate. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I put that off for a little bit, hopped on, and then I played for, like, like a week, two weeks, maybe. Then Armored Core comes out. FromSoft's triumphant return to the mech genre, arguably the foundations of their company, a decade-dormant franchise that they brought back for the current gen. I, I love Armored Core. And I'm happy for you. I've never played an Armored Core <laughs> game before, but I'm here for Armored Core 6. I've been having hella fun with it. Um, and then Starfield Early Access started uh, yesterday. Yeah, comes officially out, comes out Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I thought... I didn't... I thought Early Access was yesterday, and you could get it to play it today if you... As well, but it's still like only if you have early access. So like if you want to just play it defaultly, it's Tuesday. Cause yeah. I I pre-downloaded it. That motherfucker is like 140 gigs. <laughs> That's like as big as Halo Infinite and and MCC. I'm like, God damn. Which actually says more about like why the fuck is Halo Infinite that big? But um, yeah, it's it comes out Tuesday. They have a a timer, three hours from now, and four days. <laughs> uh and so then uh at the end of this month we have uh, uh effectively the re-release of cyberpunk 2077 when phantom liberty comes out along with a lot of big overhauls to the game that's just gonna drop at the same time that's not exclusive to the dlc um, but they're just dropping it with it so massive overhauls to the game they've completely redone the police system and how that stuff works they've been fixing a bunch of bugs since it came out i'm excited to try cyberpunk again hopefully yeah. i'm i'm right there with you i i've only played like the intro three times and then go eh, it still just doesn't <laughs> feel right and then i just stop so I'd like to actually play the game. I did spend sixty dollars on it. Ugh. Yeah, I also spent sixty dollars on it, and I actually played through all of the campaign. I didn't finish it. I stopped before the last mission, and I don't, I don't remember playing that game. <laughs> See, like that's that you were right with what you said earlier, because that was when I was like, I'm not pre-ordering or pre-purchasing games ever again, even though I tech. I did not technically do that with Baldur's Gate. I bought it on the day of release, and mm-hmm. since that had been early access for so long, it was a little different because everyone knew like the beginning of the game was going to be good, uh, and then Acts two and three were the only things people didn't know what was new on. But uh, yeah, I would definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to trying to jump into the new cyberpunk if i can find some time (laughs) (laughs) right because then also um another kind of big game uh coming out next month is lies of p the pinocchio souls like game oh yeah uh sonic superstars coming out in october Uh, okay throwing (laughs) that in like oh big game for you listen sonic's back oh Um, but you were then, saying that before we went on hiatus. Shut up. Yeah, he's been <laughs> back. Sonic don't stop oh. winning. Uh, oh, but that's then it. October actually really stacked outside of that because you got Marvel Spider-Man 2, like you said. Uh, the new Super Mario Bros. Wonder is coming out in October. Uh, another one for me, Ghost Runner 2, and then Alan Wake 2. I thought that got pushed. Uh, did it? I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at an old GameSpot article. <laughs> or maybe it didn't get pushed far i thought it got pushed to early 2024 uh i still see a release date as october 27th 2023 oh hell yeah dude how does ign already have a score for that oh because it got pushed that's probably why um, <laughs> i'm so excited okay i am super excited for alan wake too it looks way more horror-y like embracing some resident evilness to it a little more than what the original was because the, the first one was it was spooky but it was more a uh, detective mystery game, kind of game uh or plot line this one seems like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and i am i'm here for it 
Uh, I think this will be uh, who's the developer uh, remedies. This will be remedies. Is this their first game since uh, that that one that? Oh, it's on Game. Pa- it was on Game Pass. Control. Yeah. Is this their first main big game since Control? Uh, it might be at least the only one that's been on my radar. Let me let me check out their Wikipedia page real quick. I think I think it is. Uh, let's see. Since Control, they released a remaster of Alan Wake, and the yes, game called Crossfire. So yeah, wild. So yeah, I mean, I never finished Control because I don't know, um, but I liked it. And since Control and Alan Wake are technically in the same universe, mm-hmm. it makes it really interesting to me to see what they're gonna do worldwise outside of the main story, like how. Because you know they're going to have some cross... There's going to be some sort of crossover. I, I just know it. Uh, and I'm I'm intrigued to find out how that ends up being. And then uh, even in November, I don't think either of us are going to play, but uh, the next mainline title in the uh, now Like a Dragon series comes out. Uh, like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Quite the title. Um, formerly known as the Yakuza series. Oh, uh, and then, uh, and then at the same time that Nintendo announced uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, uh, a remake of Super Mario RPG got announced that comes out in the middle of September. Oh my! Or God. not September, November. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We forgot one. What? That I think comes out soon. Is it? Is it this? Is it this year? Mortal Kombat One. Oh yeah, I did miss that. That is uh, not on my radar. Oh, bro, I might, I might be playing that. I like that game. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Tekken. I like that game. What am I saying? I, I like playing through the story <laughs> of those games. I'm yeah. god awful at Mortal Kombat, but they're fun to play. The new Tekken did also get announced, but I think that's coming out in uh, early 2024. So like, mm. uh, the you know, gaming's not gonna stop, but 2023 did not did end up being pretty goddamn stacked. Um, I like I like looking at just the Google thing of what's coming out soon, and they have things that are there's no way they're like coming out this year, such as like Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Like when the last time we hear anything about that, like Bioware can Bioware <laughs> release a game anymore? Like who knows? But they also have my favorite on this list of Beyond Good and Evil Two that has basically <laughs> been like in limbo for a decade. Yeah, that game was announced like you know maybe actually ten years ago. <laughs> And the initial trailer looked dope as hell. I was like, I'm in. I'm in on this. And then we've seen nothing. Ubisoft has had so much, so many problems with trying to, like, get that done. Yeah, quite literally nothing since then. I don't think they've even <laughs> talked about it. I think they mentioned it at before E3 was dead and E3 being like, yes, we're still working on it. I was <laughs> just like great <laughs> awesome cool and uh, and so like that doesn't even take into consideration the myriad of indie games that is filling my backlog because like bomb rush cyberpunk came out blasphemous 2 came out cocoon comes out at the end of this month ghost runner 2 uh i played a little bit of dave the diver which was like a very pleasant surprise just a lot of stuff really good year very suddenly uh before we circle back because I think we both want to talk about Baldur's Gate a little bit at length. Um, yeah. I did. I looked up. I uh, I am on denofgeek.com, and I have pulled Sick. up. I've pulled up a top twenty list of the best years in gaming, and I want to. I want to read you some titles that came out in some of these years. Okay. Two thousand seven's got to be up there pretty high. It is up there. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the top five. All right. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Is also like trying to remember. It might be twenty ten. Whatever year Mass Effect two came out is probably pretty in the top five maybe we'll see number number five is 2013 notable games were gta 5 the last of us bioshock infinite uh i believe this is the re-release of final fantasy 14 uh and then uh far cry 3 blood dragon and assassin's creed 4 Ooh, okay, but Assassin's Creed 4 was fucking ass. Oh, wait, that's, no, that Black Black Flag. Flag. that's Black Flag. I thought it was 3. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so pretty good. There was some other okay, stuff there, yeah. uh, like uh, the Stanley Parable, Tomb Raider, Papers, Please, but those are the big ones. 
Yeah, uh, that's, like, that's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Number four, two thousand and one. Uh, Halo. Halo. GTA Three. Smash Bros. Melee. Metal Gear Solid Two. Devil May Cry and Final Fantasy X. Wow. Wow. Shit. Um, other notable titles, Silent Hill 2, Jack and Daxter, The Precursor Legacy, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Oh, shit. Pretty good year. Uh, number three is 2007, which is a very special year in That's our only hearts. Number, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> I need to know what's above it, because that year was like, aside from, I mean, Halo 3, like, Modern Warfare 2 came out that same, or Modern Warfare came out that same year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, you are correct. Uh, I think 2007 might rank higher for me personally, but I yeah. Think so Bioshock like, came out in 2007 too. 2007 had Portal, Call of oh. Duty 4, uh, Halo 3, uh, the expansion to World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade, and then oh. uh, Rock Band and Super Mario Galaxy. When did Bioshock come out? I'm pretty sure Bioshock was in 2007. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is also here. Um, weirdly yeah. not listed under their notable games, but yes, also That's insane. It was like game of the year. <laughs> yeah, so this includes uh, Assassin's Creed, the first Uncharted, and Mass Effect. I was, yeah, I was about to say, I think the first Mass Effect. That, y'all, dude, game, the year of my childhood. Hot year. Yeah. Hot year And I was 13, <laughs> but my childhood. <laughs> uh, then they, they throw it back a little bit, probably showing their hand on their demographic, but number two is 1998. Which had uh, Metal Gear Solid, Half Life, Ocarina of Time, Fallout Two, and Resident Evil Two. Okay, that's not bad, but like, who the fuck actually likes Fallout? <laughs> like OG Fallout. Who? What gamers like? Yes, the the original Fallout One and Two. I love those games. No, well, nobody. People honestly, only went, Hayden. People only went and played them after they're like, "Well, this Fallout Three game's kind of cool." Yeah, but like, Baldur's Gate is the exact same genre as those games. Yeah, but in I've played the beginning of Fallout. You can die immediately, and the game's over. <laughs> well, for, and it was bullshit. For something that's probably a positive. I walked outside of the vault for two seconds and died immediately. <laughs> and the, and it, it, it's game over. The game is over. I was like, what the fuck? Now then, their, their number one is 2004. Which Halo 2? Saw the release of Halo 2, Half-Life 2, Metroid Prime 2, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, uh, <laughs> Need for Speed Underground 2, Spider-Man 2, but then it okay, had... People love, people love that. That's, <laughs> that's the only reason I picked that, because people fucking love Spider-Man 2. Okay, but also, Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, the initial release of World of Warcraft, and GTA San Andreas. Okay, shit. <laughs> okay. Damn. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, um, I can't argue now. Because that's that's a that's a list, right? Um, looks like also skimming through here. Also, The Sims Two. I would argue that uh, the whole you can't have two thousand seven, not at least two, because it sing it is responsible for the next decade in gaming. Right. I'll like, say it. everyone was trying to imitate games that came out in two thousand seven. Two thousand four walked, so two thousand seven could run. <laughs> we got the next <laughs> sequels that were even better than the sequels. Right. Uh, so pretty what big happened, years. What, ha what happened to gaming? Uh, uh, microtransactions, battle passes, Fortnite, Fortnite, right. Fortnite. No, but like gaming started going downhill like 2010. <laughs> Maybe. I'm looking it up because I think. Oh, yeah. No, no, this is this is bullshit that you don't have 2010 up there. I don't think I don't know if this is when. Um, hold on. Oh my God! It is okay. Here's what came out in 2010, Chris. Okay. Red Dead Redemption, Call of Duty Black Ops, Mass Effect 2, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Bioshock 2. But eh, we're not gonna talk about that. Uh, God of War 3. Oh, we mastered. That doesn't count. Limbo and Fallout New Vegas, Halo Reach, Alan Wake. Like what the fuck? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, they had Mafia 2. They had 2010 at number 16. I'm going to fight somebody. <laughs> Fucking Transformers War for Cybertron came out in 2010. <laughs> I will eat someone. Wait, did Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption didn't actually come out in 2010, did it? Um, I mean, it I mean it might have. Oh, I think it did. Holy shit. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you'd get that information wrong if you just did Google. Well, because they also have Undead Nightmare on there. Ah, uh, I see. Oh, so I see. and I didn't know if those came out in the same year. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption came out May 2010. I that's just, and I think it's just regular God of War three came out. I don't know how you don't have that higher. That's that's <laughs> bananas to me. Well, like I said, maybe uh, maybe that's uh, that's just like their particular demographic, their particular view, you know, because like you know, in between that, they've got uh, 1986 and uh, 1997. So you know, pulling pull okay, back, like, going back deep. There's even some more. Metro 2033, fantastic game. As I said, the Transformers game, Near, uh, Fable Three, Skate Three, Force Unleashed Two. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, that's really big. Cataclysm for World of Warcraft. Civ Five. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Get out of here with your bullshit. Twenty ten was an amazing year. Man, and then after that, though, kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it all went downhill after twenty ten. Yeah, this might be me playing my boomer hand a little bit because we're almost thirty. You know, we've got we've got a history to look some, back on. Some more than others. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so you know, it's it's really easy to say that like shit was better in my childhood, but I do think there's something to be said about an erosion of the AAA space in gaming as. You know, some things took priority, like, you know, even if maybe my own bitching about battle passes and microtransactions is arguably a little overblown, you can't really understate uh, the uh, the proliferation of the games as a service kind of genre and how big that's become in recent years. And I think that's contributed to, like, kind of a lackluster roster of AAA games, which is part of why I have sequestered myself into the indie space personally. This is an amazing transition opportunity to go into why Baldur's Gate 3 is actually so fucking good. Because right, it, it, t- it just takes all of what you just said and went, fuck that. No, we're just going to make a damn good game. And yeah, it was in early access for like, what, five years? <laughs> like, it was in early <laughs> access for a while. But it's just good. Like, I don't know. I, usually these kinds of, uh, what? how do you refer to these style of combat games like they're not rts games but uh i i believe the genre is called crpg and it just means computer role-playing game so oh, not not okay. very descriptive but i believe that is the genre okay but so to give if if you don't know uh what how the combat goes i i games that are similar would be like the original dragon age origins but or also like you enter combat and then each person takes a turn um but not to the same... Well, I guess it'd be kind of similar to, like, how final, some Final Fantasy games are in uh, XCOM is. So Yeah, definitely closer to XCOM. Yeah. Um, Where, yeah, it's kind of isometric. It's on a grid. Um, and for Baldur's Gate's purposes specifically, like, its entire system is quite literally 5th uh, edition Dungeons & Dragons. So just, like, and- imagine how D&D might play out in a video game, and Baldur's Gate is exactly that. Well, very, almost exactly that. They, uh, they take some things and make it better by, like, adjusting some abilities and shit like that, that mm. to make it more fun in a video game aspect. Sure. Uh, for, for, uh, for example, I play a barbarian. Uh, normally, if you go Berserker Barbarian... Uh, and you frenzy, which takes over your rage ability. You get hit with uh, in- oh, what is it? In- you're encumbered. No oh, exhaustion. Uh, exhaustion and exhaustion fucking sucks. But they're just like, no, nah, fuck that. We're not doing that. It's <laughs> that's that's lame. Why would we? Why would we care about that? Uh, so they've they've done that to some other aspects of D and D five e, and it's just fucking fun. Yeah, including putting a level cap at twelve as opposed to twenty. Yes, which I think is good because if we got. I mean, I know in D&D lore, like, if you're level 20, you're essentially, like, a god, especially, like, level 20 mag- or magic or whatever is, you know, you're god. Yeah. Uh, uh, I so I understand at level twenty, At level 20 as an artificer, you literally invent immortality. And that is, um, that's hard to fit into an actual <laughs> world. Because uh, I've heard that there's a chance that a chance or it's been confirmed that some of the events in Baldur's Gate 3 are 
going to be or are considered canon. Interesting. Um, I don't know if that's true. I If it is, that's really cool. Um, obviously, you'd have to take... Because there's so many different decisions that you can make, um, they'd have to pick a certain path, which I feel like would be a, a only relating to some of the more major events that I don't really even want to get into for spoiler reasons. I know the game's been out a while, but I'm like still only halfway through act three you haven't even started act three true um and it's it's definitely a game that's just more fun to experience things as they come um this is all as i say that though i'm also very much the kind of person when you give me too much choice like this game has i'm like okay but i want to know like kind of an idea of what is this decision gonna do to everything else i'm trying to do right now um, so I've read ahead on some quests just to be like, oh, this is what will happen if you make this decision. Um, because I don't have the balls to just say YOLO and make a decision and see what happens because I am a pansy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Good shit. I don't know if there's anything in particular. I know there's stuff you want to say, but I don't know if there's anything in particular you wanted to jump into. Uh, well, yeah, actually, we just talked about something that I can really, really dig dig my nails into. Um, because uh, me playing Baldur's Gate has actually, in a way, been like a path of self-discovery as far as my relationship to RPGs go. Because especially on this podcast, I have said several times before that I'm not really an RPG guy. Um, I bounce pretty easily off RPGs. Uh, and especially, I've mentioned before that like if I finish the main quest of an RPG, all of my motivation to do any of the side content dies immediately. So if I don't mm-hmm. do everything first... I'm just not going to do it um, if I finish the game. Um, and and so that's why, like, with the way I play RPGs, I was avoiding Baldur's Gate. Um, also, I apologize. My, my cat has jumped up onto my desk. And so if you hear, like, keys clacking, that's him reaching from behind my monitor to touch my keyboard. He is demented. <laughs> so uh, so I knew I knew that, like, Baldur's Gate was not going to be my type of game. And so I didn't play it. But then, like, you know, FOMO happens. Everyone keeps talking about it. I'm like, fine, I'll fucking play it. But also, I saw a video online of a cutscene at the end of Act 2. And, uh, like, a very, very pivotal climactic moment for Act 2 before it goes into, like, the boss fight of that act. So I saw it out of context, but I was like, damn, even if, like, this game isn't for me, like, this writing is really, really good. Uh, So I bought the game. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then and then immediately um, I almost gave up on the game like within the first 20 minutes of playing because uh, and, and I'm going to spoil like the first maybe hour of Baldur's Gate. So not not a huge deal. Right. But, you know, spoiler warning. Right. So you're on at this point. Who cares? Yeah. So 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 the game starts like you're on a ship and that ship crashes. And then in the crash site of this ship, you uh, like from there pretty immediately you can make contact with almost all of the other NPCs, the major NPCs that are going to make up your party. Um, but they don't tell you that or tell you where they're at. <laughs> right. And so in some cases, um, you know, like some characters introductions are a little more esoteric than others. And you might not clock immediately that they're meant to be important. So you can miss them. You could at the very beginning of the game completely miss having a major character in your party or you could kill them immediately and they just won't be a part of this 150 hour adventure you're about to embark on um which is really really cool but there was a moment where i like i went up north and i found the first settlement and immediately i was fatigued by the idea of having to go around and talk to all these people it's gonna be really dialogue heavy i just wanted to play the game because i'm a chimp and i just want to play straightforward arcadey games And there was there was a moment where I was exploring outside and, you know, it has like the fog of war on the map. You don't see everything. You don't know how big the world is. And like, you know, again, it was just that general fatigue that like as soon as I saw I saw another character, I heard his voice and I knew that he was going to be a new party member. And the idea of even having to start an interaction with another really important character at that moment was enough to make me alt F4 out of the game immediately. What? Yeah, which is a ridiculous statement. I understand that that is like that. That is (laughs) some really monkey brained bullshit when it comes to playing games, but it's the truth. Um, Huh? 
and, and and so I put it there for like 15 minutes and I was like, Chris, you're being ridiculous. Just play the game. Uh, <laughs> and that, and that's when I realized that Baldur's Gate's auto saves uh, are shit. And I had to replay oh the last 20 God. minutes. Yeah, um, it's not great. But so then I realized once I once I actually started playing and uh, and a I got into a flow of the combat, I started really enjoying what was going on there. Um, and and then once I found the edges of the map, once I saw the walls of the game was when things started to really click, when I could start to organize things in my mind and I could say, OK, I'm going to do this and then I'll do this. Uh, I know that I have to do this and then I'll go explore other stuff. That's when I started to really enjoy the game. And and I think and, and I think that's unlocked something where now I can kind of approach RPGs in a way that is healthier for me and that I can enjoy them more because a similar thing happened when I tried to play The Witcher that I think I've told you before that like, you know, the first 10 minutes of the game is just combat and then you get to like the first settlement and you get your first quest. And the moment the game handed me a quest, the moment that I had to open a menu and navigate through tabs and read a quest like information <laughs> and put a marker down, I I was out. I alt F4 and I, I never picked that game up again. Oh, is that mean is that mean you might pick the Witcher up? No, because there's oh. too much other shit to play right now. Oh. Well, I mean, at some point, yeah, I'm not saying like yeah, now. The, the possibility is there because oh, because now so I know that I just need to push through and like give myself to the game and not worry about the idea of doing everything and how that's going to work, uh, because that's also, you know, something interesting about Baldur's Gate. And I think. You know, A, probably something that has a lot to do with the development cycle and uh, but also the structure of the game and the way they're able to do the writing where there are major events that can happen very differently or not happen at all for some players in their playthrough. Yeah. Like I, at the end of Act 2, have had a major NPC completely leave my party because they were upset about something I did at the end of Act 2. Uh you know, there's there's whole sections of content that you could skip because you don't find it. And and, and, and what I'm trying to get at is like it, it works really hard to build a cohesive world that you are meant to explore and experience in a unique way. And it's it's not supposed to be the end of the world if you don't see all of the content. But I am gamer brained and I want to see all the content having yeah, having to let go totally of that and have an experience that I might have to consciously recognize as being incomplete is a hurdle. Yeah, but it it's funny because when you then realize that, oh, the whole reason it does that is because it's just such a goddamn good adaptation of D&D, where it's like, you can definitely tell pretty early on that there are certain decisions you can make or quest directions you can go that's like this is if i'm role-playing as a lawful evil character i would do this this is this is for you or you can turn it down or like this is you would do you would probably go this route if you're lawful good or chaotic good you know and the way that they have just so delicately intertwined those sort of decisions that are very important in the tabletop version of D D uh to play your character to the uh the letter of the law uh it's just miraculous how well they pulled it off to me um today i had something happen where i made a decision and i still actually don't know what happened because i haven't <laughs> like i said i've been playing re been playing as a barbarian and i looked up a build you can do where you basically just take a couple levels of barbarian and then you're just a paladin uh because you can use divine smite and hit like a mac truck um I completed a companion's uh, storyline, essentially, and apparently the decision that I made was uh, not welcomed because I became an Oathbreaker. Um, <laughs> and I have genuinely no idea how. I think I know, but I was like, what the fuck? Why would this have been what did it? Um, so now, like, I can either... <laughs> I think this is funny. To, <laughs> to like, like, fix... Your oath, you pay just like a thousand gold, which I think is funny as <laughs> shit. You can just pay money to make it go away, or you can become an oath breaker, which gives its own new spells and shit, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, I thought it would have been a bigger deal than what it actually was, but yeah. And see, I need conversely, to... I'm playing a fighter, 
Like like I'm uh I'm I'm mostly a strict fighter. I have one level in Warlock. And uh and so like the fighter experience is way more streamlined. <laughs> yeah. Well that's like that's how Barbarian was, which is the whole reason I wanted to like multi-class is something else because if you're just a barbarian it's kind of like okay i hit stuff yeah <laughs> uh adding adding the ability to pretty much just do extra damage from the paladin abilities is pretty freaking sweet i really the thing i don't like is that the game is pretty long um you can go through it faster i think on a second or third playthrough but i definitely want to play as like some sort of spellcaster i'm just not going to respec as that mid playthrough because it just doesn't fit the vibe of my character that i've that i've made uh but it, it's it is got a lot a lot of replayability i don't know if you have thought about playing it again once you'd ever complete it or because like i think it could also be fun to just do a playthrough like with a group of four people uh, so you don't you're not using any companion characters, but it's just you and three other friends just playing through the entire game together because you can do that too. Yeah, I've I've definitely I've thought about what I might do if I were to play it again. Uh, I I don't know if I will because you know also I I worked really hard to get to the end of Act Two so that I could put the game down at a clean break and so I could start playing Armored Core. So I don't know when I'll get back to it, but I do intend to finish it. Um, I have also been invited to be a part of just a two-player co-op campaign from a friend, um, mm. so I might do that at least. But yeah, I was thinking if I did another playthrough, I might just go like really hard evil and have some fun with that. <laughs> yeah, it, like, I feel like I I want to do an evil playthrough where I'm just an absolute like I say the absolute is a deity <laughs> in the game. I want to just like be, yes, all in on being evil and following what the absolute says. Because I think, uh, well, one, I've seen people's like character, like made up character face reactions to like, oh, you could do this evil decision. You think it won't be that bad. But then you see X and you're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> what did I just do? And I'm kind of here for that. Or like the other people or people who have uh, just fully embraced the dark urge archetype character and you just like kill everything is just there's just so many options when it comes to the role-playing mechanic in a in a just an rpg which i think is great because you know like skyrim leaves all that shit up to you it's all created on your like if you if you want to role play as the character you're doing one you better be streaming otherwise weirdo um but with Baldur's gate you can easily just be like it, it takes playing a you know a good or a bad character to a whole new level than what games generally do it's not like mass effect you want to be good do the blue thing you want to be bad do the red thing there's a lot more nuance in a lot of the decisions which i think is cool to see uh and we don't get enough of in an rpg type games yeah and generally speaking when it comes to like uh campaigns or like you know stories of morality uh you know i think i think most people tend to err on the side of doing the good thing um, if for no other reason than like, you know, for me, that's just where my consciousness lies. And there's like a little bit of a, like a personality, um, 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 what, what's the word I wanted to dissonance, uh, a personality dissonance between what I, what like an evil guy would do or what I want to do, because I also want to be like personally invested in the story. I want the avatar to be an extension of myself. Yeah. So I'm generally going to do the thing that I think I would do in that situation. Um, so when it comes to something like doing a dark urge playthrough where you've got, um, you know, the the absolute whispering in your ear telling you to do things like if I went that route, then like for the most part, I'd probably try to resist. But then like to have like some flair in the story, occasionally I would give in and see what happens when I do that. Um, and it's like the same thing where like you play a game like Dishonored and they tell you like you could do you could do stealth, you can go in guns blazing. But like stealth is really the way to play the game, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm meanwhile I'm like pew 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 because I suck it <laughs> I suck at stealth, uh, but yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, so yeah I th I think it could be genuinely fun to like you know you go in and you commit like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna be this character because Baldur's Gate does feel like almost triumphantly a game where you can really be whoever you want and you can really go in as a character, uh, and and I wanna I wanna switch gears a, a little bit and talk about like how mature 
of a story Baldur's Gate turns out to be, um, like almost strictly in a visual sense, because like The Witcher is a dark fantasy RPG, right? Um, mm-hmm. But what that typically means is it's very grounded. The the magic is not very fantastical. There might not be things like dragons or Gandalf-style wizards because it's meant to be very grungy, very dirty medieval. Baldur's Gate isn't really that. It's still very high fantasy. There's dragons and wizards, and it's very fun, and it feels like a Lord of the Rings campaign. But then you get to Act 2, or even some darker parts of Act 1, and it's actually really gruesome. It's not afraid to be grisly and in your face with the really dark undertones. Uh, And I thought that was really refreshing. Yeah, it definitely made me realize how fucked up the D&D universe is. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always known, but it's like, holy crap, we're not even diving into that deep of stuff. Like, um, I finished Asterion's uh, questline, and it gave me a whole new outlook on the entire campaign of Curse of Strahd. That's crazy. Just because of, like, oh, this was just one vampire who was trying to do some wild shit. And then you have Strahd, who's, like, probably on another level, (laughs) which is just like, oh, my God, this is so much craziness to happen. Yeah, which I got to say, as as a forever DM, uh, there there is a phenomenon in the D&D community referred to as the Matt Mercer effect, where people (laughs) watch Critical Role and they see what Matt Mercer is able to do with... Uh, you know, a party of seasoned actors and voice actors and himself being in that space. And so people come to D&D and they expect that level of interactivity. But the DM that they're playing with probably isn't up to that task. I'm mm. worried a similar thing is going to happen with Baldur's Gate. Oh, yeah. Well, you're just going to expect like a bunch of just incredibly well written and thought out quests. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, people, people are going to play Baldur's Gate, and they're going to be like, oh, wow, D&D might be really cool. And then they get my D&D experience, which is, you know, <laughs> compared to a studio of probably very well-seasoned writers writing several hundred hours of content to be expertly voice acted, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to pale. Yeah, well, and then you've... That's why I think it's... It does help. Like I, I, I get that. I, I don't know if that'll actually happen though, because you will do one, one session of D and D and quickly go like, well, it's just us standing around not knowing what the fuck to do for like three hours, and then we kind of make some progress as some funny shit happens. Like that. That's mostly tabletop D and D. Right. Um. But yeah. So then. So so the other thing I want to talk about as far as the game being very mature, um, and and this might seem really like surface level at first, right? Bear with me though. Um, y- you know how we joke about in anime that every year the line between hentai and anime is getting blurrier? <laughs> um, I <Continue>. feel like <laughs> the same thing is happening with video games. We're like, it's becoming weirdly more commonplace that like as part of the character creator, you're able to customize your dong. Yeah, like, like that feels a little weird, right? Like, I'm yeah, not... As, as, well, especially when, like, what's the point most of the time? Yeah. Like, in Cyberpunk, when you did it, I don't think you almost ever see your character nude. Granted, in Baldur's Gate, when you do it, and you take off your clothes, you see shit. But it's like, what's the point? Other than just, haha, ooh, look, I'm naked. <laughs> right. So, so I, so like, I want to be clear, I, 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 I am mostly framing this in, in a good way, because I'm, I'm not, like, I'm the last person to be like, oh, why is there sex in my video games, right? But, but it is a little interesting to see the progression between the GTA San Andreas hot coffee scandal, where the PC <laughs> release of that game almost got an adult-only rating, um, for like a not very graphic sex mini game, but then you look at a game like Baldur's Gate, still rated mature, um, but like whereas you know little little Johnny might go to his parents and say I want to play Grand Theft Auto Five, and like his dad probably knows like okay well it's definitely a really violent game, but it's also kind of goofy, so like I don't really care if he plays an M rated game when he's thirteen. But Baldur's Gate is very clearly a game meant for adults. When there there are like, frankly, like for video game standards, pretty graphic sex scenes and like, like romanceable options for every single major character. 
Um, yeah. To the point that it's almost jarring how easy it is to fuck everybody. Okay, I gotta jump in on that because I had the most wild shit happen today of of that of <laughs> of one of those words like okay i what um one this game's hot is <laughs> is is a is hot and i'm here for it i'm here for all the sexual tension that's in this game all the time but that said um yeah so have you have you met haslin you've met haslin haslin's still and he's a a druid that you can find pretty early on and He's one that, like, depending on actions you do or just dialogue you say with him, he might not stick around, but he could. It's not usually, like, good or bad. He just might not stay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wholesome. There's the defi- definitely some shit in Act 2 you can do, though, that will make him 100% not stay. <laughs> um, but I like I don't talk to him at all in the camp. Maybe I've talked to him, like, twice since he's been here. And he had a thing on his head, and I was like, oh, okay, or an exclamation point of, like, come talk to me. I talked to him, and he's like... I love you. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, what? I've talked to you like three times. How how are you like, let's fuck? I'm like, whoa, yeah. Jesus Christ. I got to say, it's been one of the funnier discourses to to see, uh, like, you know, the anti-SJW crowd come out and, and talk about how, like, uh, you know, I don't want to fuck a guy. Why is this guy talking to me about it? And, and the general response is like, well, just tell him no and you won't have to do it. But I got to yes. say... They, they do kind of shove it in your face a lot. Like, you don't have to do anything for any of these characters and you can fuck them. Yeah. I, that's what blows my mind because, I, well, I just think it's, fu- I kind of think it's funny because it's mostly the dudes that are just like, yeah, I'll fuck you. And most <laughs> of the women have, like, specific things you have. To, like, other than, uh, is it Car- uh, Lazelle, who's just like, I want to taste you. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> uh, like, Carlac is the hardest person by far to romance because you have to be a good character and you can't romance anyone before you, like, start talking to her at all or she'll be like, nope. Uh, really? And, yeah. Huh. Like, I I wanted to romance her, but I had already progressed stuff with Lazelle to a point where she was just like, mm, nope. Dang, uh, that's but, interesting. And, but then the funny thing is that, like, Shadowheart doesn't give a fuck. Shadowheart's <laughs> just like, yeah, you can fuck whoever you want as long as you know you're mine. And I'm like, oh, what? Because I actually, I started <laughs> progressing romance with Gale, um, but I didn't, we didn't, we didn't seal the deal or anything. And then, and then I found Carlac and started progressing her story. And then I was like, nah, sorry, Gale. Yeah, as long as you don't, like, sleep with someone else, I think you're fine with Carlac. Yeah, but, but even then, there was actually, you know, again, like, uh, a point to how immersive the game is. Once, like, uh, the relationship between my character and Carlax was official, um, there was actually dialogue with Gale about it. About how we almost were something, and then I left. Like, there was an actual <laughs> reaction to it. I love it. Except except it got it. a little glitchy, because then when the dialogue option came up, we're like, Gale basically is like, is it me or them? Um, but then he said, is it me or him? And the dialogue option was like, sorry, I'm with Will. And I'm like, bro, I don't even talk to Will. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, yo, fuck Will. All my homies hate Will. He's so annoying. I, He's like my least favorite character. Dang. I kind of wish I turned him into paste. I actually like Will. I just haven't romanced him. Uh, he's such a little bitch. <laughs> Cause I, I actually, I keep him and Carlac in my party constantly for thematic reasons. Oh, int- oh, I get that. Um, yeah, I, that's we don't have to spend any more time on how hot the game is, but it, it's <laughs> great. It's the the, the character storylines too are just really good. I think. Uh, Carlac, mm-hmm. Carlac has been kind of put on hold i think something happens with her in act three but like maybe maybe not maybe it's just like oh when this is all over she's gonna have to go back to the hells i don't know i haven't really had anything come up with hers but all the other ones major storylines that carry into act three are are pretty darn interesting and you you like want to find them although most of them end with some crazy ass fights that are kind of freaking hard and uh, but you know, that's just part of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so unless you have anything else on Baldur's Gate, I think I think that's uh, that's pretty exhaustive for now. Um, yeah, play it. It's fun. It's hot. It's sexy. It'll make you feel <laughs> things. Um, 
Yeah, maybe we'll Any, maybe we'll uh, revisit that when we get done with Act Three. Whenever I go back to it, um, because yeah. otherwise, like I said, I put the game down for Armored Core, which I am currently in New Game Plus Plus in Armored Core. Nice. Yeah, which <laughs> I know sounds crazy, but Hayden, what if I told you that New Game Plus added like five new missions, um, and you could make some different decisions and get a different ending? And the new game plus plus adds 14 new missions on top of that. And then you can get a secret ending. Oh my God. Surprisingly, a lot of content from that game, which uh, I think, you know, a uh, IGN is bad and most of them don't know how to (laughs) review games. So like the guy that they had review armored core, I think gave it an eight and talked about it having a 15 hour campaign. Um, And he also said that the story was very lackluster and the characters were not very exciting, which are both incorrect things. Um, But then, like, you know, kind of a cool experience where, like, if you discovered it for yourself that, like, you play through the campaign a second and even a third time and it's, like, actually new content that's still ramping up the difficulty off of the back of the first campaign. Really cool stuff. Hmm. Nice. And also the uh, the mech building aspect is really cool. Uh, Hunter, my girlfriend, put, put a little earworm in, in me yesterday where she was like, hey, what if you made a Pepsi man mech? Oh, no. <laughs> Pepsi man. That'd be incredible. Very funny. Um, well, that yeah, we'll def- we can definitely revisit some of these, especially like with uh, with Starfield coming out. Oh, I want to talk about that. If I ever play Starfield. Um, well, I will. Jeez, uh, Chris. <laughs> doesn't have to be all stuff you've played. Yeah, well, all right. Gosh. For every minute you talk about Starfield, I'm going to talk about Sonic. No! <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, so I guess uh, unless there's anything else on games that we've been playing slash coming out, we can kind of do a quick little wrap up um, about stuff we want to try and do coming forward. Obviously, I think we need to discuss the summer of movies as well. Um, I don't know if that'll be a whole episode to itself, but definitely want to just talk about some of the stuff that we've seen over the summer. Um, And then I might do some sort of anime recap because... I don't know. I don't think 2023 has been great, but it's fine, I guess. I don't know who cares to listen <laughs> to that at this point. But, um, yeah, and we'll try and, you know, talk about some other shit. And who, I, again, we said this, I think, the last time we were back. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly what our frequency is going to be, uh, but we do want to try to, at least I do, want to try to put some episodes out every once in a while again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'll be honest. When uh, when I had those computer issues and I had to like completely factory reset my PC, and I lost all of the settings I had for Adobe Audition, um, Oof. that was a big blow to me wanting to do the podcast. If I'm being honest, um, because like I just feel like the audio mix hasn't sounded as good since then, mm. um, which which sucks. Um, and I don't I don't really know how to get that back. Um, I don't know if it's that big a deal. I might be being a perfectionist about it. Um, but then also, like I said, it's just like, maybe it's an issue for me, but like, as soon as I schedule something and I got to think about doing something at the same time, I start to resent it. Um, but I do like doing it, you know, I like, I feel that (laughs) I like being able to talk for a solid 10 minute chunk about a thing that I like. So, you know, maybe we are back. We just don't know what, what frequency. Yeah. I don't even know when I'm going to put this episode up. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it'll go up, but, like, you know, normally I'd save it for, like, Tuesday, but I don't know. Maybe it'll go up tomorrow morning. Who knows? Hell, yeah. Um, Because I think think otherwise now we're, I I guess we're going to go play Halo. Oh, you're going to play? I mean, I mean, if I mean, if the boys are showing up, I'll be there. Husky raid. Um, I'm definitely going to, like, do some drugs and then make dinner, but, you know, I'll be there. I was going to say, I got to make dinner and also make a drink. So, you know, um, <laughs> we all have our it's, vices. Been, it's been great to to be back for this one hour. Yeah. Who knows if we'll be back again? Hayden, Hopefully. I, I always appreciate you letting me talk at you for 10 minutes about something. <laughs> I always feel bad about doing it because I feel like I do it all the time. <laughs> When we're not recording, and I'm like, oh no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, in the future, okay, we can I, talk about, I assume we can you'll talk about uh, this afterwards. Why are we still recording this? Yeah, I assume <laughs> you'll also want to talk about live action One Piece at some point, once you finish it, probably. Fuck yeah. Okay, but 
that'll do it for this episode. Hey, follow us on Twitter at obsession underscore pie. Oh my god. It's still there. Uh, tell a friend about the show because we're back. We're making content. Um, and then if you listen to the show, hit us up on Twitter, shoot us a DM, and talk about, you know, tell us what you want to hear us talk about, right? Yeah. Get us uh, throw us one throw us one of those bones a little bit, maybe. Um, but oh you know, my god. otherwise we'll see you uh, in the proverbial next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.